Hello and welcome to the Geeks Friday the 13th Retrospective Podcast presented by WeAreTessellate.com where every Monday and every Friday we'll be covering a new instalment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to our Geeks Friday the 13th Retrospective Podcast Series. Uh, we are on Freddy vs. Jason, technically the 11th Jason movie, made in 2000 or released in 2003. I'm your host, Al White. Joining me on this epic journey, Justin Maraconda. Hello. And Katie Watson. You're in my world now, bitch. Yeah, a lot of bitches. Lots of bitches. Uh, Justin has donned the Freddy glove for the podcast. If you're not watching, you can go to YouTube. You can't get the pinky to work. No one has that long of a pinky. Yeah, this is a... Only freakishly long pinkies. Well, because they made them all the same length. It needs to be like shorter lengths. He's talking about the fingers on his glove, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Take it as you will. So here we are. One film away from the end. Technically the end, I guess, of a canonical Jason... Um, if this film is canonical, which I don't think it is, um, they seem to ignore a lot. Like they definitely oh, yeah. ignore Jason X. They definitely ignore Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Um, it just seems to be a kind of look, you know, roughly what Jason is and let's continue. Um, I'll be interested when we do our nine run on retrospective, if it, uh, follows on better with the canonical law of Freddy, cause it's definitely more of a Freddy film. Yeah. yeah. But this is new lines, baby. Um, but let's do the story. And this is going to be a tricky one to sum up because it's quite convoluted. So I'm going to do my best. So just give me a moment and bear with me. So as we begin, we are on... Justin zoned out. Look at him. <laughs> He's going to play fucking Tetris on this one. Uh, as we begin, we have an opening sequence which has Freddy uh, talking directly to the audience about how no one remembers him anymore and uh, anyone who knows the Nightmare on Elm Street lore knows what series ended up in a place where Freddy's power comes from fear and he has to be remembered in order to be feared. So Nightmare on Elm Street, um, sorry, the Elm Street community has basically built up a safeguard, I guess, where the Mm -hmm. parents have stopped talking about him. Any kid who had dreams about him, they sent off to a uh, institute, which was called, what was it called? Spring, something spring. Uh, night springs or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Mineral uh, but basically, Mineral and then they spring. give them the drug hypnosil, which has been introduced before in the Nightmare on Elm Street lore, uh, which suppresses their dreams. And all the rest of the kids in the new generation of kids who don't know anything about Freddy whatsoever. So Freddy's pissed off about this. So he decides um, that he needs to find a conduit to make people scared of him again and presume it's Freddy doing the killing rather than someone else. He claims to have scoured the depths of hell and come across Jason. Uh, he, in this same VO, stumbles across Jason in a dream, pretends to be his mother, essentially tricks him into coming back to life in yeah, a kind of... But in uh, Elm, on Elm Street. Yeah, so Jason is dead in this one, in a grave, uh, but we don't know where he is. Uh, it seems that he can't be destroyed and all he's lacking is confidence. <laughs> so Freddy, as his yeah. mother says, Tired. you Sleepy. can't die, you have to keep killing. Uh, and go to Elm Street to yeah, do your he's killing. such a nice dream, too. He was quite happy. I love his dream. Um, so then, anyway, Jason rises, wanders off sleepily to Elm Street and starts killing people. We are then introduced to our lead character, who is Laurie, spelt differently, but potentially named after Laurie Strode from the first Halloween, oh. um, who's hanging out with a bunch of people, including Kelly Rowland from Destiny Child, um, Brendan Fletcher, a bunch of faces that you might know Jason from various Ritter, like, things. Um, they 
are having a party at someone's house. Party. Jason turns up, starts killing people, and just, we really get to it very quickly, which is unusual. Person. Yeah, just kills one person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, everyone freaks out. They all get taken in by the police. Immediately, people, the police start whispering about, oh, someone died in a bed, so it must be Freddie again. Well, it the also, kids, they died at that address. Because they were saying that was like... That wasn't house. Freddie's address, though. It's just on Elm Street. No, it was like, no but that was like the, the house where the most recent killing was. Because they, they made it to where they were like, and in that house, too. Yeah, the mom. It was something about the house. That was the same bet. Because they lived in the house where the mom died. Hmm. And she, the dad. Oh, right. Because everybody except the daughter knew how the mom died. Yeah. Oh, is that her house? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they were in her house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Because her dad was out. Um, but yeah, they make a big deal of the fact that he died in a, like, a policeman comes out and goes, he died in a bed. So it must be Freddy. Um, Looks like a Freddy killing. That's what he And said. then uh, they try and hush it up, but it's too late. But then teenagers have heard the word Freddy Krueger. They start talking about it. Meanwhile, in that institute, uh, an old boyfriend of Laurie, uh, who disappeared mysteriously out of her life and she didn't understand why before they'd had sex or anything. How dare he? Um, is she? Uh, huh? You have to seek him out if they won't have sex with you. I don't know. You have to figure out why. Um, he, he's there with a friend. They've had Freddy dreams before. Um, they break out when they see on the news that someone's uh, died in the same addresses and that his ex-girlfriend Laurie is involved to check that they're okay. Then... When they get there, they convince them that Freddy probably had something to do with it and there's a big cover-up going on. They're not sure what it is. He thinks that her father actually killed her mother in this house. It turns out it was Freddy, of course, and the father covered it up. Um, and by then, the whole school is gathered around to hear her crying about her dreams, so everyone knows about Freddy. And, and then Will's friend, no, Will's who friend is also at yeah. the Institute, is the one who kind of gives I was getting there. the needed information. I apologize, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Um, Continue. And yeah, uh, but we never really deal with any of the other teenagers who would potentially start dreaming about him because they make a big point of showing that. But anyway, um, and then Freddy's powers start to grow, but not strong enough. They can actually hurt people yet. Jason, meanwhile, still on a killing rampage, killing, partying people in cornfields and things. Freddy gets pissed off about this because now that he is powerful enough, uh, Jason's getting in the way. So he comes up with a plan to take out Jason which is essentially by possessing a stoner kid yeah. and then tranquilizing Jason so that Jason goes into dream state so then Freddy can kill him in his dreams, which he nearly does and reduces him to a childlike state. However, the humans at this point have put things together and realized from a conveniently replaced cop who used to be in the Crystal Lake District, who's now in Elm Street, yeah. who Jason is, and realized that they need to travel from Ohio to Crystal Lake in New Jersey, uh, transporting a now sedate Jason uh, so then they can wake him, uh, go into their dreams, grab Freddy, bring him out into the real world so Jason can kill Freddy because Freddy is the bigger threat. So many dots to connect. Yeah. They're Almost really seems smart. improbable. Extremely smart in this one. Oh, yeah. So smart. <laughs> they get to the end. There's a big wrestling fight. Uh, lots of blood. Um, they stick around to watch Jason uh, kill Freddy, but it's kind of sort of a draw, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, they use, uh, Freddy uses Jason's machete against him, and then Jason finally comes out of the water and uses Freddy's hand to impel him, and then Laurie, our lead, takes the machete and cuts off Freddy's head. Cue happy ending. We see Jason rising back out of the lake, Freddy's head in his hand, Medusa style, and then Freddy winks and laughs to camera. Cue heavy metal music. Burn it in End credits. Credit. 
So that's, I think that's the story. Yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty, did a good job. That was a lot to cover. Thank you. Yeah. As I was watching it this time, I thought, wow, this one's much harder to summarize oh, than any great. of the other Yeah. Movies. There's a lot packed into this. Yeah. Even in the first five minutes. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I won't get into my thoughts on it this time, but I just want to say, impress what a big deal it was when this movie came out. This was in 2003. This had been so long gestating since 1984, basically. This has been gestating. Um, so nearly 20 years of just anticipation. Um, I was, this is one of those films in my life I was more excited for than, than just anything that was happening that year. I'm just so fucking excited for it. And the whole crowd was cheering. And anytime, you know, you had the Jason crowd who were cheering whenever he was on screen and the Freddy crowd who were cheering when he was on screen. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely had a lot of problems with it when it first came out, but it was just a great party movie to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Um, the director, Ronnie Yu, who they got in for this, has a lot of style and a lot of flair to him. He's a Chinese director. Um, he directed some classic Wushu films uh, like The Bride of White Hair. Um, and he went on to do Fearless with Jet Li after this film. And just before this film, he had done Bride of Chucky, which is arguably mm-hmm. the greatest um, uh, Charles Blake film. So, you guys... As newcomers, so just to be clear, Katie, you've seen A Nightmare on Elm Street 1? Yes. And Wes Craven's new Nightmare? Yes, part Remember of that one. one. You've not seen all of that one? I don't think I've seen all of that one. Okay. I don't recall. And Justin, have you seen A Nightmare on any of the Freddy films entirely? Um, like pieces, or? but not entirely. Okay. So you're just a pop culture aware of him, basically. Yeah. So how did this jive with you two? We've been doing a... F- Jason, we're on a Jason troll, so we're going to talk about this from a Jason yeah. perspective, obviously not a Freddy perspective. Jason's the best. He's tight. <laughs> uh, so I presume you're both on Jason's side coming into this. How did it work for you? How was it as a Jason movie? Go ahead. Jason. Well, as Jason would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it was cool to see them two get out. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Was it? I my brain is like kind of boggled i was like just witnessed an action scene but with two villains so it was kind of breathtaking breathtaking Um, Breathtaking. what was the question again (laughs) did you did you like like the movie movie? and did it work as a jason film like you've just been on watching jason movie to jason movie it's a very different film yeah um it felt more like and i hate to say this but it was like a Freddy film with a guest star of Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, Jason kind of stole the show. I mean, he's he's bigger. He's like built to last. <laughs> he's built to last. Uh, but it was, it was entertaining. It didn't have really anything of the Jason, like, you know, his killing and sneaking. All that. It was just straight up like he was hired to be there and kill. Uh, yeah. Okay. But you liked it? I was entertained. Okay. I personally really liked it. Yeah? Even though I am I'm not a Freddy fan at all. I don't like his personality. I don't like he's too like he he's like too smart for his own good, I think. And there's no flaws in his character. And so a lot of times I just get to where I'm like, well, it's just he's too much for me. Whereas that's why I like Jason, because he's just like doesn't say anything. He doesn't establish himself vocally. He's just I exist and this is what I do. And he's just like, he's a craftsman. You know, he has his craft and that's what he's good at. And he realizes that and he just does his thing. Um, But in this, I felt there were parts in the fight scene where I felt it was a little bit one-sided. Like Justin was saying, I very much felt it was a Freddy fight with a, you know, a, a known adversary. Whereas that beginning intro in the cornfield with Jason was like, oh, 
amazing. Yeah. It's so good when he's on fire and the fat kid's just running and he's just, there's this little, uh, you know, above view of the cornfield slowly lighting on fire in the path. And then he emerges all engulfed in flame. And I really loved how they played with the water flame thing and used that to their advantage. I also loved at the end where, you know, Freddie uses the machete on Jason and then Jason turns around and uses the hand on Freddie. And I just, I found them very worthy opponents. And I also absolutely love the scene where Jason kills the girl before Freddie can get to her. Like mm-hmm. Freddie is like literally going for the kill and the girl just disappears. And I loved that someone being able to take away what Freddie wants the most. And it was just like, they were so well balanced and the fact that Jason can't die and the fact that, you know, Freddie thinks he's invincible, but only in his dreamlike status and to pull him out of that world. I just, I thought they did a really, really amazing job with it, to be honest. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I've seen the movie a bunch of times um, and, I, and I really do love it. I've accepted its flaws now. I think a lot of its flaws for me come right at the beginning and a lot of the time when Freddie's in the picture. I mean, this is definitely... Not as cartoonish as Freddy got in his series. And like I said, I don't want to talk about him too much in this, but he became a Looney Tunes cartoon character by the end of his series until Mm -hmm. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And this retains some of that. There's some of the pinball sort of sound effects. There's him doing cheesy one-liners. He says bitch a lot because Robert Englund tended to ad-lib a lot of his dialogue and he would come back to what had become catchphrases for him. But unfortunately, many of them were pretty similar (laughs) and derogatory. Um... And it's just my my big gripe. I remember when I first sat down in cinema to watch this movie, I was so excited and I'm just waiting for perfection from the off, you know? And it opens up and you have this, for me, horrible first five minutes yeah. of forced exposition, which it's sort of necessary and sort of not. And you just have Freddie just like telling you everything in this ridiculous way, talking to you as an audience, rushing through some stupid exposition that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it's the cartoonish, you know, cackling with you and you're with me on this journey. And it immediately makes him not at all scary. Like, for me, mm-hmm. Freddy isn't scary other than in the first movie when he's terrifying. Um, and I was watching this time because I've always thought, you know what? I hate that beginning, but it's kind of necessary because you've got to catch everyone up so we can have fun. It's a lot of story to tell. But I feel that this time watching it, I was kind of looking at it going, you know what? You could... Because you could make Freddy scary in this again. And there are a few scenes where if you hadn't seen his face properly, you know, if, if he, as he's just starting to reappear in dreams and if you're with the teens on this journey, you've had to figure out what's going on here. And you just kind of began with Jason turning up in, in Elm Street. And then just all you need is a couple of lines later of exposition to go, oh, like I needed Jason to come and make you think that I was back again or something, you know, whatever. Like, and there's just so much forced down your throat that it kind of leaves us, makes me sour about the movie from the off. But then it immediately gets into the fun. It's really well directed. It's very slick because it's by far the slickest of all mm-hmm. the Jason films. Um, and the kills are fun straight from the off. The, the bed, like, crushing the dude in half is really cool. And I like that they know immediately, oh, Jason's here. There's no waiting half the movie. They don't have time for that. It's like, you've got to know mm-hmm. from scene one, Jason's here killing people. The teams are aware of this and you're reacting to it the whole way through the film. Um, and I just, for me, though, regardless of there's a lot of crappy dialogue there's a lot of cheesy moments it's at its highest for me whenever jason's on screen because i feel they just handle those scenes best Mm -hmm. the ending is just fucking great i just i personally and i get some people don't love it but i love the wrestling match i love just the two of them going at it i love when freddy's brought into jason's world in the real world and the electric guitar just kicks in and you get this great pan and then they're standing there in the cabin and there's fire between them and they're about to go at it 
fucking love it absolutely yeah. love it um so for me this is yeah one one of the best jason films for sure uh let's get into some particulars um what do we have so justin you touched on it a little bit this is a freddy film but with jason as a guest in it yeah i think we can all agree on that yeah it's mostly set on elm street uh freddy is dictating a lot of what's happening and jason sort of is just there to facilitate needs but jason is definitely the hero in this movie um from between the two of them anyway you're you're definitely built to sympathize with him he's like an unreliable hero you know even the people who are rooting for him he will probably kill you yeah it's kind of like lesser of two evils yeah that's what it is so that we talked we touched on this i think at the end of our last podcast um where i said they recast jason for this one so we used to have um dear old kane yeah yeah kane hodder sorry my brain went blank um and they recast him and the fans were really upset about that because they'd become very attached to kane by that point uh, they cast instead uh it was his ken Hurwitz or what's his name ken kurzinger um who was actually the guy in the bar in jason eight in takes diner. manhattan Sorry, in the diner, yeah. who he throws into a mirror, who's this, you'll know him because he's huge and hulking. Huge hulking <laughs> cook. Um, he's the biggest Jason by far in terms of height and stature. He's not necessarily as muscle, muscular yeah. as Kane Hodder. Um, and they, I remember when this movie was being made, there was a casting call out for sympathetic eyes. They wanted a Jason who had sympathetic eyes. And it made a lot of the fans worried because, you know, they're like, we don't want Jason to be sympathetic. Um, I actually got kind of excited because I thought, okay, maybe because I like Jason kind of being my hero. I found Kane's eyes to be very sympathetic. I really enjoyed it. Like we'd even commented a couple of times out loud in past films where we're like, he has such nice eyes. Yeah, he would have that look. He just looks like a little sad puppy in some of them. And that was great. Yeah. Because then he would like proceed to cut the bimbo's head off. You know, it was (laughs) was just got you right in the softies. You right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, um, I mean, how did you feel about the new Jason then? Do you guys not a fan? You wish Kane Hodder had just done it instead? Yeah, yeah, I wish he would have just done it instead. Yeah. Okay. I would have liked the zombie-ish look and then, yeah, Kane to resume. Because this grayed out kind of, I don't even know what they're going for. Because it has a little bit of the hokey uh, hillbilly look to it. But it's also, his whole, all of his skin is grayed out. And I, think I don't it's know a, what they're going for. I think it's going think. for a more genuine, if someone had been left to, you know, under a lake. And yeah. yeah, it kind of yeah. like preserving on leathery a bit. So um, no, but I think, yeah. I mean, actually, for I really sure, like Jason 7, the zombie version is my favorite. I don't know if it would have worked for this because it's too monstery, if you know what I mean. You have, yeah. to, you have to see Jason as a character and as a person in this. They, they rely so heavily on his backstory as a kid and you kind of sympathize. It's the first time in any of his films where you get an extent you get to go back into his past properly and there's this great scene where laurie wanders through the 1940s crystal lake camp and the 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 counselors are just having sex on porches yeah and all the kids are bullying him and in none of the flashbacks in any of the films have you seen the kids bullying him Mm -hmm. um and then to show the kids were the ones who pushed him in the lake yeah so it's kind of new addition to the law which i don't mind i like it and it makes Mm -hmm. you definitely understand jason more and sympathize with him doesn't more. make you understand why he doesn't kill children though no because you would think there would be a little bit of built-up resentment against you know true. shitty little kids or something that's you know true. or he would just become a vigilante hero and he just kills yeah. bullies basically yeah. i know that's what i kind of wonder but you haven't really seen any <clears throat> asshole kids in this no that's true any yeah. of the films are always like very sweet well, six was like the only one i mean he's kid. killing teenagers teenagers are kind of like kids they kids to him yeah. he's 40 he sees yeah. teenagers as kids. true it's true yeah yeah it's like they're little shits i'm gonna kill them 
Um, but they're my favorite bits in this movie. So this is a very fast-paced movie, a little too fast in some times. Yeah. Some points it feels like it's on fast forward and mm-hmm. you're kind of catching your breath. Um, my favorite points are when it slows down and there's only a couple of bits, but where you get the peaceful side of Jason, <laughs> which, yeah, is at the beginning where he's in his dream. And particular, I mean, Justin, you commented on it when it happened, but when you go into his dream at the end and Freddy's gone into his dream world, and Jason's just walking sadly through a lake, dragging a body. And then he goes into this house on an island. And yeah. There's a sort of a closet full of all of his kills floating in water. And and it just, I love those images of Jason just walking through the water. And it's... Well, there was a little ukulele on his bed, which I found interesting. It? Yeah. So that plays back, into our dream of Jason in a band. In the grassroots brand. Yeah. Um, that's the Jason movie I'm still hoping to see one day. It's where you make him scary, but it doesn't have to be jumping out from things scary it can be haunting be mm-hmm. scary yeah. you know because that imagery was really haunting and disturbing it yeah really it's like good. but beautiful it was a dream yeah. essentially and like freddie was like oh let's go into his dreams exactly yeah um it's so they're actually my favorite bits i actually really like this jason a lot um i love his raggedy clothes layers of clothes i think his stature is great i think yeah. he's huge mm-hmm. um which which is very imposing and i like the mask a lot as well i like like i say for sure the comic booky number sure. seven it's my favorite but i think this one is very apt for what they needed yeah um okay what i'm sorry i'm going through my i think this was one of the first notes. ones that we had a definite lead i think yeah. even the last one where you were saying we had a definite lead i didn't really feel like that girl was the definitely well, this one good lead you were like with this girl all the way all the way yeah. which was fun because i was like i don't know if, um you remember in the last one i was saying but i was missing that i was missing like sympathetic characters and mm-hmm. i thought the characters in this were really good to be honest i thought it was really well casted yeah it's one of the things particularly looking at it in context after watching the others like well everyone can act well in this there's yeah. some good acting i actually think the lead i think the character's good i actually think the lead's pretty insipid but i like the she character had. um i like her role in this and it's a very elm street role mm-hmm. she's a very yeah. nightmare on elm street character yeah there was a lot of uh, love towards Jason in this one. Yeah. They really went out of their way to help him and then even almost give it a mouth to mouth. Yeah, that Kelly Rowland. Yeah, the girl who kiss. almost gave him mouth to mouth and then he throws her against a tree. That's Kelly Rowland. Do you guys really not know Kelly Rowland? No. Destiny from Child. Destiny's Child? Yeah. Just know Destiny's Child now? I know Destiny's Child. Yeah. I, I was very sheltered. Okay. <laughs> I know who <laughs> Destiny's Child is. I just didn't listen. Are you not a survivor? <laughs> she clearly oh, you know wasn't. that song. There you go. She I know wasn't. that one. That song, um, that's where that song came from. I just wasn't allowed to watch music videos. So I love that when the bimbo hard. girl wearing the loose cap, uh, when oh, her boyfriend right. dies right in the beginning, yeah. the next night it's like, you know what? Let's go to a party. I know. It was kind of yeah. valid when she saw his ghost and he was like, I just died yesterday and you're already out boozing it up. And I was yep. like, it's kind yeah. of valid. And then Dayglow guy tries to oh, rape yeah. her while yeah. she's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking guy. It was, well, yeah. But that seems shit. fucking awesome. The, yeah, you're saying That's that, depressing like, the to have scene. died with the guy that was trying to rape you. Yeah. yeah. That's really sad. But th- that's the thing. The oh. night, but there's one of the reasons, and I'll get to it in the Nightmare on Elm Street retro, but it's, it always leaves a sad feeling in my mouth because he's a child killer to begin with, and later on they retroactively call him a pedophile. And for some reason, that's a lot worse than a child killer, which I think a child killer is pretty bad too. Um, pretty much did both. But either way, you don't really want to... Insult to injury, I think. But he doesn't... When they make him a pedophile later, he's not a child killer. So it's kind of... Okay, they're scarred emotionally for life, but they're not dead, or they're dead, 
but he never touched them inappropriately. It's like, well, which one's better? I don't think either are better. I think it was yeah. the addition of one to the horrible. other that makes it like twice as But as I mean, he doesn't do both. In the, he, is he doesn't kill them when they make him a pedophile later in the other ones. But anyway, in this one is when they're starting to really bring the sexuality into it. Even in the beginning, he's yeah. like licking the back of a little girl's photo yeah. and things. Yeah. And it's just, I don't understand how he, I think it's so fucked up that he became a pop culture icon and that kids like wear his costumes and love him and no that you open here in the vo and he's talking about you know i just love to you know kill children and all this stuff little girls and it's just like yeah and, and then he goes and then he cuts to when i was alive i might have been a little naughty but now that yeah. i'm dead you know you, what <laughs> what world is that yeah. a little naughty yeah. well i think it would meant like just a like justified against what he's doing now. I know, but it's just which is makes it even which worse. Actually, yeah. I don't think so because what he does now, he kills teenagers. I think what he did before was yeah, much but he worse. He rapes them yeah. first. No, he doesn't. He doesn't rape he anybody. He was gonna rape that girl. Yeah, with he's his hand. Yeah, yeah they're he's leaning like on the sexuality little... he's here a Basically, bit. gonna destroy her. He's not been so sexual in the series before, but anyway, we would we get sexy about here. Ugh. He's getting he's getting sexy on. Just trying to bring it back. Yeah, um, I do. Uh, yeah, I did love that line. This Everclear is kicking my ass at the cornfield party. It was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they put the whole thing together very quickly in this movie. They have a couple of full yeah, scenes. Yeah, just that one little sit down with some weed and it got yeah. banged yeah. out. Yeah. So what happens? You smoke out. weed, you mellow out, and just you can just brainstorm. Man. And then that stoner kid going, you're just not understanding it, man. <laughs> Whenever yeah. someone so, didn't put it all together. There was not one person who Skippy, stuck up for Freddy, though, in this, I noticed. No. Like, the, the stoner kid was constantly like, now Jason's the one you got to worry about. And then the black, or the, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep saying that. It's terrible. The <laughs> Destiny's Child sticks up at one point and you know she's talking about how freddie's overcompensating for not having much to work with sexually and then jason's sword is so much longer and he's more powerful and bigger and da 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 and then jason kills her but i found that very interesting there's no one that's like no freddie's really scary no freddie's the one that we should really be worried about because they're like nope just don't dream and we'll be fine well, I think, that, yeah, I think it's definitely as a writer for this kind of movie, and I think it's why it struggled for so long to get made, you have to turn one into the hero of the two oh, and I one into the that. villain. And the obvious answer is Freddy has to be the villain because the things he does are yeah. you know, way more repulsive than the things Jason does. Um, I also think it's this badge of pride for them. New line on this, new line created Freddy. They didn't create Jason. Yeah, mm. they were they're and, butchered Yeah. Like past films yeah and so I, I yeah their last two jason films are horrible and i think for them it's a matter of if they're pitching off against each other we want our boy to be the main baddie like mm -hmm. because essentially these are villains whether you're rooting for them or not we want our one to be the main villain that um, doesn't mean he has to win no exactly yeah. uh, which we'll get to that in in a second um okay what else do i have well you don't think jason won well that's yeah this is Psh. a contention um Guys, we have lying to yourselves if you think pretty one the, the cool playing with colors scene which i really enjoyed where you're in jason's yeah. dream uh but when he's with freddie in the sort of boiler room and it goes from red and then when the water triggers it goes to green straight away mm -hmm. they play up jason being afraid of water which it poetically works perfectly in this because freddie was burnt jason was drowned it's just wonderful how that <laughs> works together yeah. But in none of, am I wrong? In none of the pre-films that we've just been watching, the last 10 films, has He's Jason ever been scared of water? Not scared of water. Nope. He literally went in the water and killed a woman. Mm. He lived in water yeah. for like a couple of years. I mean, it makes sense that he would be, he's, but he never has yeah, been. Yeah, but he's been in the water a bunch of times like, yeah. to kill people. He killed yeah. a girl Jumps by the dogs. The and even in this film, they show him wading through the lake as his kind of place where he lives and things. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think they needed to find a way to like break down his invulnerability. And yeah. that was really the only way yeah. they could do it because the, um, what was it? Freddie or Jason takes Manhattan when he drowns in the toxic waste of New York. Um, he was reduced back to the small child. And I think that they were like, that's something that we can use. Yeah. And they just brought, I think when back. they need to, it's convenient. Yeah. Um, I think it's wonderful. Like I read it. It makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. they should have done it before. But it is a little bit contriving here. Like, Laurie just suddenly wakes... Well, she's sitting on the sofa and she suddenly goes, oh, Freddy's get, like, died by fire. <laughs> Jason died by water. How can we use this? And I... That's probably yeah, a little... Well, I think that was part of her dream was when yeah, she said that because right, then okay. nobody paid attention to her. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably how the writing process went. But I find okay. it funny that Jason drowning reduces him to a small boy who you're sympathetic towards because obviously he's obviously a helpless child freddie the reason he's afraid of fire is because parents of children that he uh either raped and or murdered are the ones who set him on fire so it's like you don't really feel sympathetic towards him when you see him getting burned yeah you know and yeah you should be afraid of fire too because you have a sordid history with this stuff so it's kind of funny um did you notice when freddie jumps out of the lake um in laurie's dream He's become like a devil. He's got yeah. pointy ears. His face oh. is really red. He's, yeah. He looks very different. I didn't notice the face, but I didn't notice the ears. Um, so again, I'll get into this in retrospective, but in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was the last time we'd seen Freddy at this point before this, they turned him into a source of actual evil, like he was an actual devil figure and not this just this child molester. It was kind of, again, mm. the spirit idea that you line seem to love so much. <laughs> so I think that's slightly winking at that in that he does embody a deeper evil than... Um, yeah, just the the guy, just mm. Freddy. Um, so let's talk about the ending. Oh boy, a lot oh, of blood. Yeah, I love how practical the blood is. It's just spraying it's everywhere. Just Chunks were coming out too. Long shots of them just hacking at each other, and it's just like constantly gushing. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of it is just fucking great when Jason grabs Freddy and just runs him through all of the windows, and yeah. every fucking frame just keeps uh, blowing okay. up love it um and then you get the yeah like the mandible torpedoes line which i can do without any of freddy's dumb lines but yeah. yeah there's just such a great physicality to the fight i think and freddy is literally doing wrestling moves on him oh yeah of. he's like, <laughs> yeah. Just like what's that move called uh elbow drop elbow yeah drop. something yeah. i don't even know um that was really funny that was like when so when you have the big guy and he's just holding the head of the yeah. small guy and he's just like swinging his arms <laughs> yeah that's what it reminded me of because freddie was just completely helpless it was so funny um so you're saying you think jason won of course i think jason won oh yeah totally <laughs> Is that just loyalty or is that you think of the evidence is there that you want? I just think it was a stretch. I think they had to please a lot of people and I don't think that they were going to be able to say that one side defeated another side. So they had to, you know, even the playing field, but make it yeah. entertaining and exciting. It's kind of the like, are you not entertained sort of vibe from Gladiator where it's like, you know, you have to kill some to win some. Mm-hmm. And I think that at the end they were like, well, how can we still keep the Freddy fans on our side? They're like, I know, make it seem plausible that he's not actually dead. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because you can't... Because he's not regenerative. You can't kill either of them. If yeah. one of them was going to die... I mean, Freddy's very hard to die, but if you brought Freddy into the real world, you feel that's more definitive. Jason's already proven there's zero way to kill him. So I don't care if he's in his dream. If he's not yeah. in his dream, yeah. you're not going to kill him. So he's always going to be the victor. He definitely seems to come out on top at the end because 
Freddie gets his head chopped off, whereas Jason's lying there in the water, still looking at her with almost a knowing kind of wink, and then she throws him back his machete. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, he comes out of the water at the end. And yeah, you have this this wink from Freddie in the final moments, which I hate, but I understand is necessary, I guess. Yeah. Um, I remember that when they were making this movie, what they really wanted to do was have three different endings. They wanted to have one where Freddie won, definitely, one where Jason won, and one kind of how it ends up, a little bit of a draw sort of mm. thing. And they wanted it so you never knew which one you were going to see when you were in the cinema, Ooh. basically. So you'd oh, have nice. to, which was a brilliant idea because you do repeat viewings. People keep going back and you don't know. It's like trying to buy those sticker cards, sort of. Uh, you don't know if you're going to get the so pack with the one you're on. Makes so upset. <laughs> we are not, oh my God, it's the same ending as last time. We have to come back, babe. Please, come <laughs> on. I want to see the other one. Holy crap. And I'm really sad they never filmed filmed them at least for Blu-rays so you could pick different endings. Oh, like, yeah. who do you want yeah. to win? Or pick like a random thing and see, you know, it'd be fucking awesome. Um, did you want Jason to win? Yeah. 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 Did you think for any moment that Freddy was going to win? Uh, no, I didn't think Freddy was. Because it looked pretty dire at some points. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought beating. Jason was going to win regardless because he is kind of indestructible. I mean, when the ending came, I just thought, you know, it's like, okay, Jason, you won in the real world. Uh, now you're dreaming, so you're now in kind of Freddy's world again. Mm. Rather than, like... They, they're pretty much in control of whatever plane of existence they're in. Like, Jason rules the mortal world, and Freddy rules the dream world. Yeah, that is what's cool about it, is yeah. that if you have to go to sleep, they're fucked. They're in real life, they're fucked, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's kind of cool to have that covered. I wonder if Freddy is just going to fuck with Jason's dreams now and put him in, like, old folks' homes or convents That's or something. True. I how often Jason He sleeps. goes into a place where there's just well, all versions. Well, you see a couple of his dream sequences. And he has a lot of downtime. I mean, when he gets defeated, <laughs> he's down for a couple of years at least. Yeah. So. Still, still training, though. Yeah. Um, what I also like about this movie is that it's a movie where the, all the bratty kids are wrong and the parents are right. You know, yeah. you can argue about their, mo- their way they've done stuff, but... The parents are just trying to protect everybody and they've yeah. done a pretty good job of it so far. Yeah. And maybe they shouldn't be chucking kids in institutes and the bed thing was kind of creepy. Putting them into comas. Yeah. yeah. But, like but yeah, there's a reason they're not talking about Freddy. And all the kids are like, no, I want to know. I want to know. And they're like, take him back. Now. Take him back. No, we <laughs> made a mistake. Yeah. Um, and the kills, it's weird this movie because other than the bed kill, there aren't actually any really cool inventive kills in this movie, uh-uh. but they're just all pulled off very well. So even just Jason stabbing someone with a machete and putting him into a tree or whatever, yeah. it's very visceral and well shot and the sound effects are great. We really threw a machete that was on fire at a kid. Yeah, that was, yeah. Pretty that cool. was, that was pretty amazing. amazing. That was pretty cool. But again, it's not actually an inventive kill. It no. just looked really not. cool because they shoot it well. Yeah, they just yeah. made it flashier. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how do we make this machete? Oh, let's make it on fire. On fire. I love fires. Um, fire. And lastly, on our film, boob count. There's one boob at the beginning. There's a boob double, we think. Yeah. For yeah. a top-down shower scene, because you don't see a face. Um, and then there's two sets of dead boobs. Yep. From the dead boobs. That they have. Freddy's having sex with a dead lady. And there was a yeah, floating dead body as well. Yeah. So if those count, then a lot yep. of boobs. And they got an explosion. Yeah, it was a good big explosion. explosion. You like your explosions in these. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. We'll make it happy. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for an explosion. It didn't happen in the title sequence, but title sequence is pretty cool though. Yeah, because you get it yeah. set up and then it just explodes into chunks of flesh and blood yeah. and heavy metal cool. music. It's like flesh. And I like the dripping blood thing where you like follow the trail of drops of blood yep. to the new name. That was yeah. cool. Yep, yep, yep. I dug it. Okay, 
Well, unless we have anything else to say, that was Freddy versus Jason. We have just one more film left in our retrospective, which is the Michael Bay reboot as of 2016, where we are now. Um, Jason transforms. So that is the last of the old Jason that we will see ever. Sweet. It's the end of an era. Bye, buddy. Justin. Yes. Would you recommend Freddy versus Jason to peoples? Uh, no, you should just watch like number <laughs> you can see seven, eight. Seven. What number happened seven, in seven? Eight. Seven, that's eight. That's a psychic one. He liked that one. Oh. Yeah. I mean, not seven. You should Funny watch eight and nine. Sorry. Oh, the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you should watch this one. Definitely. It's awesome. Katie. Totally. Watch it. Hate Freddy. Because Freddy sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely say watch this. I think it's it's weirdly a better Jason film than a Freddy film, even though it's a Freddy film. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, interesting about it. But it's a ton of fun. I would say it's definitely worth better watching with a beer and some friends and people who like the characters. Beer friends. Beer. Beer friends. Beer, beer friends. Um, and yeah, once you have some allegiance, I wouldn't say start with this one. I don't think it'll mean anything to you and I don't think you'll care very much. No. Um, it's not an elegant film. There's not much, anything sophisticated going on. It's just dumb, drunk, popcorn fun. Um, I think you need history with at least one of the characters. Yeah. Get attached to one of them yeah. and then come watch you this want, movie. You want to have somebody to root for in that fight. I would say ideally watch at least one film from both series and then watch yeah. a bunch from one of them in particular kind of thing. Like, yeah, whichever one um, likes. But once you've done that, absolutely a must towards. watch because it's the most fun film in either series for sure. Not the most effective necessarily, but the most fun. Yeah. We will be back next week with our last Friday the 13th retrospective podcast. So long. The Friday 13th, 2009 Michael Bay reboot. Until then, Justin, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Katie, thank you. You're welcome. You can head on over to iTunes, type in uh, Geeks and Friday the 13th to subscribe to us. You can go to our website. We are Tessellate with two S's and two L's. We are Tessellate. has all of our podcasts. You can link through to there, all of our social medias, as well as... I'm still doing wings for some reason. You're doing great. Wings. My arms I don't just know out. if you're just trying to over exaggerate how I'm much wider your wingspan is than everyone else's in this room stretching if you want to go and uh, if you want to watch these for some weird reason then go on youtube um and you can see justin's cool hoodie um and yeah typing uh, we are tessellate and you'll get our channel pop up if you could subscribe to it that'd be great and you can see and listen to then our weekly podcast just called geeks where we talk about games and movies every week uh we are a production company <laughs> In London, LA, and Tokyo. Tokyo! Tokyo. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. And we'll be back next week with Friday the 13th. Geeks! Geeks! Geeks, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, we can talk about this. Man, I have faded so hard. I know, I can see your eyes like literally glazing over.